0: Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. This is our second week in a three-week series entitled Insider Trading. Uh, The definition of insider trading is the illegal use of information available only to insiders in order to profit in financial trading. The idea is that you are able to take private or secret information that's only for inside people, and that you can take that information and that you can profit by it. In, in America, with publicly traded companies, That is illegal to do. You cannot do that. But when it comes to the Bible, when Jesus starts to share inside information, he wants us to take that inside of information and profit by it. So a lot of times you'll read in scripture, there's 38 parables in the Bible. And in those 38 parables, or at least in the New Testament, those 38 parables that Jesus shares, a lot of times he's sharing inside information to us. He wants us to use that information. If you remember last week, our first week of this series, I shared it is more blessed to give than to receive. And we talked about why is that? And we went into depth on that idea. The insider trading tip that we are looking at today is found in Matthew chapter 6 verse 21. It says for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I want to just say that all together with us today, okay? Can we all say it together? For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word today, and I pray today that your word will penetrate our heart and our mind, that, Lord God, we will not just leave today uh, the same, but Lord, you will do a miraculous work in our life, and that word will come alive to us. It'll become revelation to us. And, Lord, it will start to change us uh, from the inside out. I pray that will take place today. In Jesus' name, amen. This verse is tucked right inside of the middle of Jesus' sermon that he shared on the side of a mountain. It's 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 called the Sermon on the Mount. It's appropriately called the Sermon on the Mount. And really, basically, what Jesus did is one of the a great teachings that we have uh, of Jesus. It, ca- it carries through uh, three chapters in the book of Matthew, and it, it's just one message after another where Jesus is sitting on the side of a mountain. I, w- I want you to envision that he goes up to the side of the mountain, basically to create a platform where people can see him and hear him, and he just starts to share these truths. And in the middle of this message is this scripture, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When we read that scripture, for the most part, I think most of us understand its meaning. But many times, the transfer from understanding to actually applying it to our lives is an ongoing, lifelong project. Treasure is a frequent topic throughout scripture, especially in Jesus. When Jesus is sharing many times, he's talking about treasure. The first thing that I want you to notice about this scripture is this, that Jesus is not focusing on the treasure at this point. He's focusing on where the treasure is located. Where are you housing your treasures? So like you might have something that's very valuable to you. Maybe you have it at home, and maybe you have a safe at home that you put your valuables or you put your treasures in because you don't want those just to disappear. Maybe you have a safety deposit box at a bank where you put your treasures in. Or maybe you've taken your valuables and you've hidden them somewhere in your house where no one else can find them. So if someone tries to break in and steal, they're not going to be able to steal those because they're not going to be able to find them because you've hidden them so well. At least that's what you think. The statement Jesus is making is not on the treasure, but he's making a statement on the location of the treasure. I want us to do something today. I want you to take something, as you're here today, I want you to take something out that is valuable to you. I'm going to take my wallet out, because my wallet is valuable. I want you to take, maybe it's a wedding ring, maybe it's a purse, um, uh, maybe it's your iPhone, whatever it is. Something valuable, and I want you to hold it in your hand. Okay, I want everybody to take something valuable, I want you to hold it in your hand. If you have something valuable, just raise it up, show me, okay, just hold it in your hand. You got it? Okay. Now, I know, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to take your valuable item and give it to the person behind you. Okay, so some of you guys don't like that idea. Some of you guys don't like that you're going to take a valuable item and put it to, to someone behind you. Why is that? Why do you not want to take that? Because you want to make a choice on who's going to hold on to your treasure, right? You don't want just anybody to take your valuable item. You don't, you're not going to just give it to anybody, wow. okay? <laughs> you don't want to just give it to anybody, which brings me to my very first point, first thought of the day. Where you place your treasure is your choice. Where you place your treasure is your choice. No one else can make that choice for you. Only you can make that choice. People can give you suggestions. They can give you an idea of what you can do. But ultimately, you're going to make the choice of who you're going to hand your treasure to. Let's take a moment and read more of Jesus' words regarding this topic of treasures. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. He says, do not, these are Jesus' words. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There's an interesting use, use of words in this phrase of, of, of do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. There's, there's an interesting thought on that whole idea, do not store up for yourselves treasures. You see, the word store up in the Greek and the word, sto- the word treasures in the Greek are really come from the same root word. If you look at them, they look very s- similar. It's actually where we get the English word thesaurus from. And they look very similar, and they have very similar meanings. A more literal translation of that verse could be this. Do not treasure up for yourselves treasures on earth. Do not treasure up for yourselves treasures on earth. It goes beyond the idea of just physically storing up treasures. And delves into what we truly value. Because you choose according to what you value or what you treasure. When you make your choices, each and every day, the choices that you make, most of your choices are going to line up according to what you value. You're not going to make a choice against what you value. So what happens is what this scripture is saying, do not treasure up for yourselves treasures on earth. It reminds me of a story, one of my favorite stories, and you guys have heard this story multiple times if you've been in this church for any period of time. One of my favorite uh, stories in the Bible with Jesus is the story of the rich young ruler. Because it's such an amazing story of life choice. The rich young ruler asked Jesus, how do I inherit eternal life? And the rich young ruler had been following all the rules when Jesus asked him, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? And the rich young ruler says, I have kept all of these commandments, Jesus. I've done all of those things. And then Jesus shares these words to him. He says, if you want to be perfect, Go and sell all of your possessions and give it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Come and follow me. The the scripture then states that the rich young ruler went away sad. So Jesus gave him an opportunity at that point to make a choice. He could make a choice. If you want to be perfect, Jesus says, then go sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and then you'll have, you'll have rewards in heaven, and then come and follow me. But why did he walk away sad? Because here's the problem he treasured the wrong treasure. He treasured the wrong treasure. He valued his riches over the value of the real treasure, which was Jesus and the kingdom of heaven. He was so attached to his riches that he would prefer to keep them and die with those riches over the thought of giving those things away where they could help others. Jesus was giving him an opportunity to store up treasures in heaven. He was giving him an opportunity to treasure those things, those treasures in heaven. But the problem was, here, catch his thought, don't lose his thought. The problem was this, for the rich young ruler, heaven was not his storehouse. That's not what he valued. That's not what he treasured. His value was in the things of this earth. The other truth in this story is this, and we're not going to go down this road. Maybe at some point I'll preach this message. But the other truth is this, and I felt like I needed to add this for someone here today. The rich young ruler was trying to find perfection, The rich and Jesus picked up on it. And the key is trying to find perfection in himself. And for some of you today, I want to share this truth with you. You will not, never find perfection in yourself. You will only find perfection in Jesus. So you got to stop looking for that perfection in yourself, and you got to start looking and watching Jesus, who is the one who is perfect, and he will set you free from all the imperfections of your life. I I knew I was going to start preaching another sermon. I can't do that, so we're going to go back. In contrast to this story regarding the rich young ruler, Jesus tells another parable in Matthew chapter 13 about a hidden treasure. Jesus stated these words in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. And listen to these words. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all that he had and bought that field. This parable would have been very relevant to the culture of that day. It was common practice that when there was unrest, when there was times of war, that people would take their valuables. They would take those treasures and they would go find a place on their property and they would bury that treasure. They would bury that valuable so they would not lose it during the time of war. But over the years what would happen is people would be stumble across these buried treasures. They would literally, while they plow in the fields, they would find a buried treasure in that field that was Buried there from years before, and they would find a hidden treasure. And so this whole story, this this parable that Jesus is talking about, is that the kingdom of heaven is like a buried treasure. When you find it, this man goes out and sells everything he has so that he can purchase that piece of property where that treasure was hidden. Think about this. He would have never thought about selling all that he had to buy that piece of property Until he discovered that there was treasure on that property. And then at that point, he knew that the treasure was so valuable that nothing that he had was worth what that treasure was worth. And so he went and sold everything he had to buy that treasure. Why? Because he knew the value of the treasure. He treasured the treasure. That's my whole point for us today. Simple message. Do you treasure the treasure? Do you understand the value of the treasure that Christ has given you? Because if you do, it should change your thinking with everything and how you think about everything. Because the kingdom of God is like a hidden treasure. If you truly discover its value, nothing is going to stop you from obtaining that treasure. It's a choice based upon what you treasure. It's that choice his possessions were nothing compared in comparison the account of the rich young ruler had a very different result because he treasured earthly possessions more than Jesus therefore he kept his treasures kept his treasures to himself where you choose to place your treasure is your choice that's that whole point right there it's your choice you got to make the choice where are you going to place your treasure second thought that i want to share with you today on the insider tip of the day. Your treasure will guide your life. Your treasure will guide your life. For where your treasure is, what is the scripture? There your heart will be also. Let's go back to the illustration that I began earlier with today. When you pulled out, I don't know if you still have it, but when you pulled out whatever was valuable, whatever you were treasuring, and you didn't want to let go of it and give it to someone else to hold on to that earthly treasure. But I'm going to do something today. I'm going to kind of lead the way. I'm the pastor. I have to lead the way. So I'm going to take this earthly treasure today, okay? I'm going to hand it to somebody here today. And I want you just to hold on to my earthly treasure, okay? Um, what's your name? Tim, Tim, you're going to hold on to my earthly treasure. I'm going to put that, I'm going to ask you to hold on to that, okay? Don't go through it. Don't go looking, th- okay. okay. My credit cards, it's, there's cash and there's, okay. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> got kind of to keep it where i can see it okay oh thank you tim <laughs> appreciate that <laughs> tim has my earthly yeah usher's make sure that tim doesn't leave without okay <laughs> tim has my earthly treasure yeah. i just gave it to him my credit cards are in there my costco card very important <laughs> my driver's license my cash different valuables I just hand it off to Tim. Now, I want to show you something here today. Part of me now is connected to Tim. Because he has my wallet. And if you've ever lost your wallet, you know that, man, when you lose your wallet, guess what? It's a pain to try to get all that information back. Now, remember that what the scripture said, states. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I have effectively moved my treasure from my possession, and I put him in the hands of Tim. He now has my treasure. My focus is now on that person because he has my earthly treasure. I'm going to keep an eye on Tim because he, and he's still, he's he's so good. He still has, I can see it. He's so good. Because he has my earthly treasure. Why? Because we follow what we treasure. It's going to come. Through the years, I've seen many people make radical commitments to following Jesus Christ. I've seen some of the craziest salvations of people that I would have never thought in a million years would have ever come to Christ. And I've, I've, I was thinking about this message. I was praying about how to bring this truth about. But one of the things that is constant, one of the things that is consistent from a person who accepts Christ and follows all the way through that, through that direction, where all of a sudden you can see their life just coming alive. The difference between someone who accepts Christ and someone who accepts Christ and then falls away is this. They have taken their treasures and they're putting them into the hands of Jesus. They have taken those sayings that they treasure. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's fame. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the riches. Whatever it might be, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's reputation. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it's praise. Maybe it's honor. Maybe it's time. Those things that we value, those things that we treasure, what they have done, they have taken them and, tra- and they, they've transferred possession over to Jesus. It's part of a lifelong journey in following Jesus. Anything that I keep in my possession keeps my focus on self instead of focusing on Jesus. For example, everybody knows who Tim is now. (laughs) Tim has my wallet. I treasure my wallet, okay? It's It's a possession of mine. But if I was being really honest with you guys today, I actually treasure my iPhone probably more than my wallet. Because most of the information on my, in my wallet is on my iPhone. And my iPhone has my calendar, it has my emails, it has my text message, it has my photos. And actually, this is probably something even more. I mean, I treasure this probably a little bit more than I treasure my wallet. You see, here's a scenario. Jesus wants us to transfer everything over to him. Wow. Tim. <laughs> I treasure this, okay? Okay, you you got me? Seriously. Okay, well you don't know the password, so I'm just going to give you that. So there you go. I'm going to give you my iPhone. I gave my iPhone. Tim now has my iPhone and Tim also has my wallet. He has two things that I treasure. My wife doesn't even get my wallet and my iPhone. Remember the statement: where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's look at verse 24 of Matthew 6, which is located just three verses uh, down from our insider trading verse of that. Where your heart, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Listen to the words of Jesus. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, for either they will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That Greek word that says money is really mammon, which means possessions. You cannot serve both God and your possessions. We must remember that Jesus is for you and he's not against you. Jesus understands the struggle of trying to serve two masters. Because having two masters requires that you have a divided heart. Eventually, you will learn to hate one or love the other. It's impossible for us to be able to be completely devoted to one thing if our if our, if our things, our things that we treasure are separate. We have a divided heart. Jesus wants the best for us. Jesus wants us to be totally devoted to him. It's why Jesus makes this statement. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Luke 9, 23. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow after me. Why would Jesus use the gory symbol of a cross? Today... The symbol of the cross is not gory to us. In Jesus' day, when he said, take up your cross, it was a symbol where people died on. It was a symbol where, was a symbol where people were crucified on. Maybe they had a friend, a, a, someone would have known that their friend died on a cross or a relative was crucified on the cross. Why would Jesus use such a gory statement to say that, take up your cross and follow me? It's because we must learn to die to our selfish flesh. We must learn to die to ourself and our desires daily, he says daily, so that we can follow after him. When you choose to follow Jesus, you are moving your treasure from this world and placing your treasure into the hands of Jesus. Your focus is no longer on self. Your focus is now with Jesus because that is where your treasure is located. Hallelujah. I have a connection with Tim. He has two of my treasures. My focus is going to be more on Tim than ever before because he has two of my treasures. Your heart will follow your treasure. Now follow this thought. If there's a thought I want you to catch, this is a thought. Because I think this is where we struggle. I think this is where areas as Christians, as we follow Christ through the years, there's certain areas. This is where we struggle. I might land on this place here today, and I hope it helps. What I've learned through years of serving Christ is that the more I surrender my earthly treasures to Jesus, the more He is glorified through my life, and the more Jesus becomes what I treasure in my life. There's something powerful when I continue to surrender. And I'm not. This is not a message just on giving. Man, Pastor Tom wants me to sell my house. He wants me to. no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not asking that. What I'm saying, would you be willing to do so? For Christ, is there anything in your life that you have held on to more so than that you treasure more? Put it that way, you treasure more than you treasure Christ. And see, what happens for me is, I as I continue to put my treasure up into heaven, as I continue to say, Lord, you know what, boy, my pride, I've I've been hanging. Up. I give that to you, Lord. You know what, my four hundred one k. You know, it's great. I know you're providing for that as well. I know that, you know, that you've been blessing me. I, I understand that. But God, ultimately, it's yours. Right. Lord, you know what? Whatever you have that you treasure more than Christ, and maybe Christ is asking you to get rid of it. Maybe he really is saying, you need to sell that because, you know, that's getting in the way of serving me. Uh-oh. I can't say, I can't tell you, you know in your heart. Yeah. But there's sayings that we have to be able to go like, yes. And I have to be willing to say, Lord, I give you this. Lord, I give you this. Lord, I give you this. And the more I give to Christ, the more Christ is treasured in my heart. I can say I treasure him. When I come to Christ, Lord, I cry. I'm bawling out there. I'm giving my heart to Jesus. And there's something supernatural that takes place at that moment. But then there's a, I, there's the process of sanctification, which means that Christ has to work through us, his spirit has to work through us, and get all that crud, all that crap that's in that's been in our life for so many years, and it's just been stored up there forever and ever, and it holds us back from going completely in for Jesus, and what happens is all of a sudden Jesus starts to clear the house, because this storehouse is not supposed to be my storehouse, because everything here is going to disappear, and he wants me to let go of that stuff and start handing it to him. the good, the bad, and the ugly. He just wants me to start handing those things that I've treasured in my life and keep handing them over to him so that all of a sudden I am transferring my treasure and Jesus becomes the thing I treasure the most in my life. That's what he wants in our lives. The last thought that I want to share with you today is this. Your hidden treasure is what will last. The real treasure is the hidden treasure. The things that we see as important on this earth are really not important. Are they bad? No. Does God want you to have possession? I believe that God blesses us. He blesses us with things. He blesses us with a good job. He blesses us with a car. He blesses us with with a house. He blesses us with those things. There's nothing wrong with having earthly possessions unless those earthly possessions have your focus. And you treasure those above God. We must recognize those earthly treasures, they will fade away, they will disappear. I read a statement the other day regarding an inscription on a tombstone, and I thought it was pretty cool, and I share it with you today. What I spent, I lost. What I saved, I left. What I gave, I have. Powerful statement with the idea, really the only thing that you can take with, take to Heaven, to the kingdom of heaven with you is the things that you give away, the things that matter, the things that make a difference in the lives of people And when it comes to people following Jesus Christ. Those are the things that will last for all of eternity. When we invest in serving Christ, that's what will last because the true treasure is in the kingdom of heaven. I close with these words from the Apostle Paul. And I share these words over you as a declaration for your life and my life. These are words that Paul wrote to the church in Colossia. And you can read the entire chapter, it's a great read. But I, I just took a passage of scripture. I want to declare it over your life because I think it's so important to our insider tip of the day. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Listen to these words in Colossians 3 1 through 4. Paul writing these words. You will share in all of His glory. Where is your treasure today? That's the point of my whole message. Is your treasure in the Kingdom of Heaven? Is your treasure with Christ? Is that where your treasure is today? That's where it needs to be. Because that's what will set you free and that's when all of a sudden things start to transfer in your life. It's not that you don't love Jesus now. See, I used to think when I was in my 20s, I loved Christ. Then I thought I had a breakthrough in my 30s. Man, I really love Jesus now. And then in my 40s, man, Jesus is greater. And then in my... I shouldn't say that. I'm not telling my age, so there. All I am saying is this. On that journey in following Jesus, the more I continue to surrender those things that have a hold on my life, and I make that choice. And sometimes those are difficult choices. And I say, Lord, I give this to you. I surrender it to you. The more he becomes the Lord of my life, the more all of a sudden I am following Christ like never before. And I want us as a church to follow Jesus with all of our heart. I don't want us to have divided hearts in our church. I want us to treasure Jesus more than anything else in our life, because I know in that process, Our life is set free. I've literally watched prostitutes. We have great friends. And you would look at them in the day and you think there's no way they could ever serve Christ. And yet, in their heart and in their life, they gave to a place that it was so difficult that everything was empty. They came to it early where they Realized that you know what this life is just all vanity. There's nothing that's going to last, and they made a commitment to Christ, and it was such a powerful commitment where they transferred ownership of their life. It wasn't just words; they transferred ownership of their life into the hands of Jesus, and their salvation became so secure because they transferred that ownership. Let's pray today, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word. We believe that your word is powerful, it's effective, it changes our life. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that this word that was shared today, where your heart is, there your, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I pray that those words would come alive more so today than ever before in, the, in people's lives. I thank you for the work that you're going to do for the rest of this day and for this week in our lives that you're going to touch us and use us in greater ways than we can ever imagine. I thank you for that opportunity, Lord God, today. If you're here today, head bowed, eyes closed, and you have never transferred your life over into the hands of Jesus. You've never taken the treasure of yourself in the sense of you run your life. You've never transferred it over to the hands of Jesus. You've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. You've never made that choice today. It's your choice your choice. And if you're here today and you want to make that choice, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm old school. I like to see salvations. And if you want to, you want to make that commitment to Christ today, I want you just to raise your hand real high and real loud and real proud. And just raise that hand today. And I, I want to pray with you today. I see that hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Hallelujah, Jesus. Congregation, let's pray this prayer together, everyone. Lord Jesus, I choose you today. Help me to die to myself, and I pray that you become more alive in me. I say no to sin, and yes to you. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit to help do what is right. I ask it in your name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer today. I believe with my whole heart that God has heard your prayers and He's going to answer in your prayers right now. It says in in Scripture that all we have to do is believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And guess what? You are saved. So if you believe in your heart, He sees that, and He is setting you free from all the other things in your life. He is setting you free. You are a Christ follower following after Jesus. Amen? Amen. God good? All the time. He is good. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.